50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome to our 2022 Pop Culture Recap. Hey, Joel. Hi, Em. I always get a little bit overwhelmed when we do these because I know it's physically impossible to fit everything we want into one episode. I know. I do too. And what really overwhelms me more actually is that I can't decide if everything feels like it happened yesterday and not six months to a year ago, or if I cannot physically believe that all of these things happened this year. I know. I mean, the way that we put this together is we basically went through all of our outlines from all of the 2022 podcast episodes and pulled out the things that were the most newsworthy, the most viral. But again, it's impossible to include everything. So three things to keep in mind. Number one, it's kind of just a highlight reel. There will be things left off. Number two, we tried to keep it more lighthearted. So some of the more serious things may not be included and that was intentional. And number three, like, let's just have fun. Let's have a walk down memory lane. I can't wait for us to go through this outline because it is really the major, major stories of the year, but I can't wait for us to remember like tiny little niche things that we kind of forgot about that would be sparked by these discussions and for us to be like, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. I know. The one thing I want to do before we start is I know we had both selected our favorite comments from the year or maybe our top five and we don't know each other's. Do you want to quickly say what our number one is? I would love to. Okay, let me give you the honors of going first. My favorite, favorite comment of the year is when Tyga and Rob were comparing notes on their custody agreement with Black China, and Shade Room put up a post, and it was a Black China tweet that said, yesterday I had to give up three of my cars, my reasons, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support, I'm a mama, single, no support, child support. And Tyga commented, I pay 40K a year for my son's school, and he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support, LOL? And Rob comments, I pay 37K a year for my daughter's school. I handle every single medical expense. I pay all of her extracurricular activities. I have my daughter from Tuesday to Saturday. Why would I pay child support, LOL? And Tyga comments on that Shade Room post and says, at Rob Kardashian, how do you pay 3K less than me? Let me know the plug. Oh, that was so wild. I remember those comments coming through and us being like, we have to get this up because when again would Tyga and Rob Kardashian be publicly comparing their notes on the Black China custody agreement? Like that that felt so out there. I just pulled up the post and I have to tell you, in addition to being one of my favorite comments of the year, it was definitely one of our best performing as well and had 159K likes and was sent 130K times. Jesus. I understand sending it. Like if I had saw that on my feed, I would have sent it to someone because it was so outrageous, especially when you remember, which is so past the fact at this point. But if you remember, like this is the same Tyga that was on that Kardashian family vacation when he was dating Kylie. Talk about <laughs> talk about the world being a crazy place. It makes sense that it was sent so many times too, because I remember that being such a moment on Twitter as well. Like I remember Twitter being outrageously funny that day. 
I remember that vividly. <laughs> my comet is so much less salacious. It's probably the complete opposite direction of just like overly heartwarming. Mine was Kate Hudson's Father's Day post for Kurt Russell. It was a photo of them when she was little and she wrote, fun, adventurous, passionate, determined, honest, devoted, amazing father, and the best head of hair in Los Angeles. Lucky us. Love you, pa. Happy Father's Day. And Goldie Hawn comments, honey, I showed this to daddy. Here's his message. In quotes, Bertie, mommy just showed me this picture, this perfect Father's Day present. I've never seen it before. Wow, it's a killer. A lot of water under the bridge. Kind of hard to see it though, because all that water seems to somehow have found its way into my eyes. Thanks for making me the luckiest father in the world, sweetheart. I love you, Pa. I mean, that one just takes me out, obviously, for multiple reasons. Anything to do with dads and then also Kate Hudson being my icon. I knew you were going to do that, so I obviously have had the post pulled up since I X out of my post. <laughs> That one is also one of our best performing. It had 131.9K likes. I think people love both though. It really goes to show you they love the salacious drama pettiness. For example, Kim commenting on Kanye's post saying, you know, stop running with this narrative. And then they also love the overly heartwarming ones. Well, the likes are very comparable, but to give you a piece of insight here to show the difference is that this one was only sent 4,500 times in comparison to the 100,000 times the other one was sent. But that has to be one of our highest sent posts ever because I'd never seen that number that high. Wait, I just pulled up our top five most shared posts. This isn't necessarily impressions. It's just ones that were shared the most. Number one is the Rob Taiga. Number two is Kanye's post when he said, just so everyone knows, Cuddy will not be on Donda because he's friends with you know who. We all speak in Billy language now. And Kid Cuddy comments, too bad I don't want to be on your album, you fucking dinosaur. Everyone knows I've been the best thing about your album since I met you. I'm a pray for you, brother. Number three was not even a celebrity comment. It was just a random comment we saw in Adam Levine's photo that was so funny. This was after the cheating scandal broke. It was a photo of him in the studio and the person writes, men will literally say that they don't mind spending every day out on your corner in the pouring rain, then cheat on you during pregnancy and name your baby after the other woman. Okay. The, the next one was the video that Page Six posted of the TikTok compilation of people impersonating Julia Fox's uncut gems. And they write, TikTokers are jumping in to impersonate this Julia Fox interview and we can't stop watching. And she responds, oh my God, I was stoned. Leave me alone. And then the fifth, this was the Kim Kanye interaction I was talking about when Kanye posts the photo of those little pins on North's backpack and writes, this was on my daughter's backpack when I was allowed to see her last week. This is why I go so hard for my family. I'm wired to protect my family at all costs. As the priest of my home, don't worry, Northy, God is still alive. And Kim comments, please stop with this narrative. You were just here this morning picking up the kids for school. Those were some crazy moments of the year. Like even that Julia Fox thing is such a good example of a trend that was so viral and really took over for a minute there that I had completely forgotten about. You couldn't open TikTok without seeing an Uncut Gems, either impersonation, a stitch of her video, a remix. It was, it was everywhere. I remember formatting that Kim and Kanye post and it doing, I mean, it blowing up. It's crazy though, because as you go through the account, even when we were pulling up stories, it really does so illustrate the point of like, as we have been talking about recently, the last few months, just our overwhelming disgust with Kanye and how so much of it, it's not necessarily even him that's the issue. It's the large influence that he has and how scary that can become. And when you see this, it's like, yeah, we all can't stand the guy, but also two of our top five performing posts were related to him. So it just further proves like the level of influence that he really does have. Well, I mean, and even getting into the way that 
we set up this outline to talk about all of the top stories of the year, we start with Kanye and Julia Fox when they began dating and they spent New Year's Eve in Miami together. Well, I want to bring you all back to January 6th of this year for a moment because we had just seen Julia Fox and Kanye out and about together, but it wasn't even that. It was January 6th after they go to Carbone when she drops that article with Interview Magazine called Date Night, where she basically outlines in detail her night with Kanye, and it almost turned into a performance piece. We've highlighted a paragraph here to read. At the restaurant, Ye directed an entire photo shoot for me while people dined. The whole restaurant loved it and cheered us on while it was happening. After dinner, Ye had a surprise for me. I mean, I'm still in shock. He had an entire hotel suite full of clothes. It was every girl's dream come true. It felt like a real-life Cinderella moment. I don't know how he did it or how he got all of it there in time, but I was so surprised. Like, who does these things on a second date or any date? Everything with us has been so organic. I don't know where things are headed, but if this is any indication of the future, I'm loving the ride. And that dropped, and we were all like, for lack of a better phrase, what the fuck is going on? It was so performative and confusing and out there. And now looking back, I mean, Julia Fox is really the one that played her cards right. She was able to have this brief stint with Kanye. She's now completely separated from him. And her career is, is larger than it ever had been. She played the game. She played the game perfectly. And I always say that about her. Like, I, I don't know exactly how I feel maybe about Julia Fox as a person. Like I haven't really sorted through that yet. But like I said, as a pop culture figure and somebody who just knows how to play it so well, she does it better than anybody else. And even though this moment did, of course, involve Kanye, I think that we can extract from it the good, which is the Julia Fox that we received in return for that. No, totally. I mean, she has cemented herself as a figure in pop culture and you got to hand that to her. Three other things from January. Number one, Euphoria season two premiere. Number two, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa announced their split after 17 years together and five years of marriage. Jamie Lynn Spears goes on Call Her Daddy and Rihanna announces her pregnancy on the 31st. January was a crazy month. And as we were talking about on Tuesday's episode, Rihanna and ASAP announced their pregnancy via the photo shoot they did with Dixie. And we end the year kind of as we started it or the opposite of how we started it with Rihanna releasing the first ever baby photos. Which just feels very full circle. Extremely. Okay, moving on to February and March. Again, this is just a very brief overview. We are, of course, missing things. Kylie's baby is born. The euphoria finale. Moving into March, the infamous Pete Davidson Kanye text conversation that was posted on Instagram where Pete sends the photo when he's in bed with Kim and Kanye says, where are you right now? And he says, in bed with your wife, that that whole situation. And then March 27th, the Oscars where Will Smith slaps Chris Rock across the face. Again, crazy couple of months there. I will never forget that Pete Davidson conversation for as long as I live. As long as I live, I will never forget sitting there and looking at his friend's Instagram that the text conversation was released on and Pete texting Kanye to say, Kim is the most amazing mom in the world. You don't even know what she does for these kids. And then sending the in bed with your wife. That, talk about a pop culture moment that is cemented forever. Till the day I die, I will not forget that moment. I remember feeling like an adrenaline rush throughout my body as if I had any sort of personal stake in the situation. I could not believe it was taking place, especially because 
Pete had laid so low up until that point. And so not only for him to interact with Kanye in that way, for us to know he was interacting with Kanye in that way, but then for him to be the one to post it. That specific rush that you were talking about, we were like, I have no stake in this, but for some reason my like entire body is pulsing. There are so few pop culture moments that really bring that shock out of you. But when they happen, you're like this, like this is, this is the reason. Right. In the words of Nicole Kidman, like we come to this place for magic. That's really how it was. It was totally an AMC moment. The, the love for Nicole Kidman and the AMC ad is maybe my highlight of the year. When we saw Don't Worry Darling and Nicole Kidman's AMC ad comes up and the crowd erupts erupts in a way where it was like, you would have thought that they were told ahead of time to do this or that somebody was holding up like an applause sign. I, it was like the most validated I've ever felt. I was like, all I do is talk about this ad. All I do is look at the internet quotes about this ad. And now I'm experiencing in real life, all of us coming together and acknowledging this moment in time. A really funny perspective I'm just now considering is like, what if you just go to the movie to see Don't Worry Darling? You're not on social media. You're not at all tuned into pop culture. You just happen to see a trailer for Don't Worry Darling and thought that it looked enticing. You go in, Nicole Kidman comes on the screen for a very run-of-the-mill ad, and all of a sudden the fucking theater goes crazy. Like, you must think that they're playing a joke on you. Em, did you forget who we saw this movie with? Who was our fourth? <laughs> Surely. We <Emma>? did. <laughs> Emma somehow managed to find another best friend named Julie, which is in and of itself a crazy thing. But she is not on social media like at all. And so she comes to see Don't Worry Darling with us and she has me, Em, and Isabel. And then her it was the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And I'm sitting next to Julie and the theater erupts, erupts for Nicole Kidman. And she's like, I don't get it. I'm like, I am so sorry. And it's not just because we're in a movie. Like, I physically don't know how to explain this to you. Like, unless you have been here since the beginning, like, I don't know how to explain this to you in a way that will make sense. And then throughout the movie, it was a very um, active social media crowd. I think it was maybe because we saw it one of the first two nights that Don't Worry Darling came out. But any moment that had become a moment on TikTok or Twitter, the audience at the movie theater was reacting to. So, like, when Harry came out during that moment where he was, like, a the regular guy and the crowd is like fucking losing it. She's like, I don't get it. I'm like, I, we're, I can't, I don't know how to explain it to you. Like, anything where like he's the moment where he gives that like passionate monologue, but like everyone thought it was just like a not great acting moment or they couldn't take him seriously. Everybody's fucking losing it. And here Julie is so absolutely confused why everyone is laughing during one of the most serious parts of the entire movie. And I remember us looking at each other and saying to her, I just don't know how to explain it to you. It's not that we don't want you to be in on the joke. We just don't have enough time. It, you are so right. That moment so perfectly portrayed the difference in the way that you consume media when you have not seen the backstory of it on social media. It's a completely different viewing experience. Right. It's the backstory and the understanding of the camaraderie. Like it was all of it. It was so funny. And I have to tell you, I've gone to the movies a, a couple of times after that. And every time except for one, the audience has erupted for Nicole Kidman. And what a feeling that is. And deservingly so. Mm -hmm. 
So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the Viral Turquoise Tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, moving on to April, of course, we start off with the Grammys. Immediately after that, we have Courtney and Travis' fake wedding in Vegas. Next up, we have Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez engaged after one year of being together. He proposed with an eight and a half carat natural green diamond estimated to be worth up to $10 million. And as you all know, he got that reported to us in a way only J-Lo could do via her on the J-Lo newsletter. And I quote, Saturday night while at my favorite place on earth in the bubble bath, my beautiful love got on one knee and proposed. I was taken totally off guard and just looked in his eyes, smiling and crying at the same time, trying hard to get my head around the fact that after 20 years, this was happening all over again. I was quite literally speechless. And he said, is that a yes? I said, yes, of course that's a yes. (laughs) Do you remember you and I trying to figure out the logistics of like, was he in the bath too? Like, was he in a robe about to get in the bath? Is he fully clothed and she's naked? Like, what was going on? Do you think on the J-Lo was your personal pop culture highlight of the year? <laughs> it gave us so much. Well, it gave us a, an ongoing bit. On the J-Lo gave us more than season two of the Kardashians. Bolds. How are you going to do Ben Winston like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. April 14th, the Kardashians season one premieres, which... I mean, no further notes. You obviously know how we all felt about that. I I will say, hold on. I will say 
Do you remember, like, after watching Keeping Up for 20 seasons to then see it filmed in this very almost docu-series style and the drones and them talking directly into the camera and and feeling a lot more raw but also a lot more elevated? Like, any storyline aside, I think that viewing that initial first episode and really getting a taste of the new aesthetic that they were leaning into was very exciting. Well, also – You have to keep in mind, like when we go through the timeline of Kardashians, season 20 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians ended. And at that time, we didn't know we were ever going to get this again. And then it was announced and we didn't know how much time it was going to be in between. And there was this whole mental, you know, obstacle course almost that you had to go through to be ready for this moment. And then all of a sudden it was here. And I just remember that feeling of like, not just me and you, but like our DMs being flooded of like, I cannot believe how long we have waited for this moment. It is finally here. And it fucking delivered. Delivered in a way that felt so goddamn fulfilling. That was really one of my favorite moments of the year. I know. And let's not forget the finale of season one when Kim's in the gym. I mean, both of those. I would say season one premiere, season one finale, and season two premiere, all individually highlights of my year. Yeah. I'll tell my kids about those for sure. Yeah. (laughs) They can just listen to hear us talk about it. Isn't that crazy? I would never subject my kids to that. (laughs) Okay. Later in April, we have Olivia Wilde being served with custody papers at CinemaCon which still, still to this day, we do not have a clear understanding of exactly what took place, but that shook me to my motherfucking core. When I close my eyes, I see that manila envelope. Never forget. Remember, she thought initially it was supposed to be humorous. I mean, she had no idea what was going on until she opened that. She played that off so well. I can hear it. Like I can see the manila envelope in my head and I can hear the echo of her going, oh, okay, yes, I know what this is. Yeah, that was a a moment I'm sure that she will reflect on in years and and try to get in touch with that same calmness or at least the calmness that she portrayed in that moment in other super high stressful situations in her life. Because if you can keep your shit together during that, I have a lot of confidence in you to be able to do it in other moments that are equally as over as overstimulating. Or I mean, I think that if you can do that, you can do anything truly. On April 30th was Kim and Pete's red carpet debut at the White House Correspondence Center, which was two days before the Met Gala. As we know, after watching episode nine of this season, she said, I really wanted our first red carpet for me to be in brown hair. And like I said, I wanted it to be a non-fashion event. And she did it. Yeah, she did. I guess she's been blonde since the Met Gala. Yeah, and she kind of slowly transitioned into honey recently, but you know how I feel. I am deeply anticipating the return to brown. Like, I think it's very impressive that she can pull off any hair color, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it in the words of my grandma. And to me, brown is where she shines. I so agree. Okay. We start off May strong with the Met Gala on May 2nd, theme in America, an anthology of fashion. You know, of course we got the Kim Marilyn dress moment, but I have to say we got something almost equally as viral, which is that Emma Chamberlain, Jack Harlow interview and the face that she made after, which was just, I think, probably the meme of the year. If I had to assign an emotion to that meme, it would be like overwhelming disbelief and confusion, I think. I can't think of anything more Emma Chamberlain than to have that moment and it to be like, (laughs) in no part of her thought that that was going to 
be taken the way that it was. No part of her thought that was going to be one of the most viral videos, one of the most viral memes, one of the most viral everything of the year, especially from the Met Gala. The thing about when Kiki Palmer was interviewing Meg The Stallion also on the Met Gala red carpet and she was like, I know it ain't, I know it ain't The Stallion. Like the way that that turned into a TikTok phenomenon, also something she would have never anticipated. Like that is the beauty of these memes, these memes that are rooted in pop culture. The person that is creating them at the time is doing it completely unknowingly. It is crazy to think about what sticks, what doesn't, what ends up being viral, what is like such an innocent offshoot moment that gets taken. I mean, even that interview, of course, like the Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco, like there's no part of them that thought that giving their answer to their drink of choice would be this viral moment that completely took over. And that's what I think is so fun about memes and tweets and TikTok specifically is that most of the time, you you can't explain it. That's why it was so hard to explain to Julie in the theater what it was about the Nicole Kidman thing that just took off. It's just these things happen and you're either following it and you're a part of it or it ends up being the most confusing thing that you could ever think of because the origin of it is so confusing to you. Right. And I also think there's something that feels fulfilling about it as the consumer when you know that most of these celebrities work so hard to curate this exact image and for specific things to go viral. So then for them to say something that they were not intending on becoming this moment, for that to be the thing that takes off, it almost feels in this strange way like a power to the people. It's like, yes, you're selling us what you're selling us and on some level we're buying it, but we, the people, we, the media consumers get to choose what feels funny. We get to choose what feels timely and relevant and is going to make the impact that like their PR team could only dream of an impact being made, but from something else. And there's something about that, like the organic inception of some of these things. That is so true. Like so true. And it makes you realize that As we're going through this list, so much of this is like curated things that happen. Yes, they happen in these people's lives, but they chose for them to happen. Engagements, marriages, pregnancies, these red carpet moments of fashion, like these were all things that they picked. But you also go through and you realize how much of pop culture is just entirely accidental. So accidental. And that's the best part. I mean, think about the don't worry, darling drama. Like to me, If I had to define the year by one thing, I would absolutely say that moment or that continuation of moments because it just, it fed us for the whole year. It never stopped. And some of those things were things that were drama and that happened and were done in very specific ways, even if most people didn't want them to happen that were involved in it. But so much of it was also just accidental, us picking up on these moments. Harry Styles blatantly not spitting on Chris Pine and then us as the people turning in that into the most viral moment of the year. Yeah, it is really bizarre what we choose to hold on to. But you know something? If someone tried to explain it to me and if they had this really intellectual, almost academic explanation of why a thing became a thing, I don't even know if I would want it because there's something about the randomness that I think I actually really enjoy and even more so enjoy being a part of. I think it would hurt my brain to think about. It's like when somebody asks me what a picture is, I don't fucking know. It's like when we try to explain, when we play that game where we try to explain to your dad like a saying or a meme or a tweet or a like a Twitter phrase. And it's like, how would you explain this to a parent? And it's like, it's harder for us to even begin to explain it than it is for him to understand it. 
Yeah. Try to try explaining to a parent, huge if true, and see how far you get. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Okay, rounding out May, we have Courtney and Travis's wedding in Portofino. And starting off June, supremely strong, on June 2nd, season one, episode eight of The Kardashians, Kim finally acknowledging Pete's BDE and giving us the behind the scenes that we want by saying, okay, you guys have stalked me long enough, I'll finally answer you. So this is how it went down with Pete said how she did SNL and when they kissed in the scene, it was a vibe. She thought to herself, you know, maybe she did need to try something different. He didn't come to the after party. He didn't give her the time of day. And I quote, so a few days later, I called the producer at SNL and I was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking, heard about this BDE, need to get out there. Like I need to just jumpstart my, I was basically just DTF. (laughs) No. Even just saying that, I wish you could see how I'm smiling. That moment altered my brain chemistry for the rest of my life. I have chills all over my body. Like, why? Kim Kardashian looked into the Hulu cameras and said, yeah, I heard about this BDE. I was ready to get out there. Like, what? I'll never. I'll never recover. I will never never recover from the Kim and Pete of it all, as long as I live. No, and I don't want to recover, Julie. If I recover, that's when something's wrong with me. So true. 
a little later in June, we have Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan's split, which came just a few months after they celebrated their first anniversary together. I remember at the time thinking like this was it for both of them or could be it for both of them. Maybe again, it was just because they're two of the most stunningly beautiful people I've ever seen in my life and it seemed to fit so well that it was kind of sad. It wasn't like devastating and they seemed to both be fine, but it was kind of sad. I'll tell you why it was sad. It it was sad for two reasons. One, I loved them together just from our view. Like obviously it wasn't a couple where you got so much insight into their personal lives and their day-to-day, but you know – they posted Instagrams together and he seemed to really, really love her. And she is just stunning in a way that like I don't have words for as is he. It was upsetting afterwards because I feel like the narrative that came out was like Michael B. Jordan's kind of boring. That was the narrative that came out after. But I reject that. And that crushed me. No, I reject it. You, you don't have to choose to believe it, you know. Yeah, I mean – and I, I'm happy to not. I just – I do understand if you're that good looking, not needing to develop a personality. Right. I'm I'm unprepared to say that that's the case though. <laughs> you know what? I think I think the only solution here is let me uh, – the little one-on-one. Let me take him out for a see. <laughs> yeah, let, let me see for myself. <laughs> let me, but you know what? You don't even need to because you don't believe it. I'm the one that needs to be convinced. Uh, no, okay, fine. Fine, I believe it. <laughs> 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 That's fucking funny. Okay. Then also a few days later in June, Britney Spears gets married. The wedding took place at her home in LA. Some notable guests in attendance, Madonna, Selena Gomez, Drew Barrymore, Paris Hilton, Kathy Hilton, Will I Am, Donatella Versace. Her sons were not there, according to Kevin Federline's attorney saying, Although the boys will not be in attendance, Kevin and the boys are happy for Brittany and wish her and Sam all the best going forward. They're happy for their mom and they're hopeful that Sam and Brittany are starting a great future together. It's their night and they didn't want to take away from them. That was crazy at the time, but I remember looking at those photos from the wedding and being like, she just looks so happy. Yeah. I think I was more so taken at the seemingly random grouping of like very A-list celebrities that were there. You know, that photo with all of them, with Drew, Selena, Madonna, that talk about viral. Oh yeah. The voguing video that they did. Yeah. like That was a huge deal. Huge. And remember her ex crashed the wedding? Oh my God. Jason Alexander. Yes. What a weird moment. What a weird moment. Wow. Yes, I do remember that. Also, it's crazy. It's so crazy that on this list below that we have Charlie D'Amelio and Landon Barker started dating sometime in June. But in terms of TikTok, like if we really want to span the spectrum of things that are relevant for every age group, that was a huge deal. It was the most viral, famous person on one of the biggest social media platforms in the world dating Travis Barker's son. They're the Gen Z Kim and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe I know that. Okay. Mid-June is the Kardashian season one finale, which features the moment where Chloe finds out that Tristan is expecting a baby with Marilyn Nichols. The infamous scene where Kim's in the gym. She's on the phone with Chloe. She tells the cameras to go down. And then, as we know, season two, episode one begins with Chloe telling Kim that they had just done the embryo transfer to the surrogate. So, I mean, you know our feelings on that. 
July then, July 13th, is when the news breaks to the world that Chloe and Tristan are expecting baby two via surrogate, which to talk about like a moment I will never forget. Again, another one we were together for. That was a moment like that will go down in history of pop culture moments. Like that was maybe, I can't say I was so shocked to receive that TMZ notification only because um, the course of their relationship didn't lead for a lot of room of shock. But that was a moment where I was like, I think like I the air like left the room for a second. No, it was it wasn't even shock as much as it was like a deep sadness, and also because we knew for a fact Chloe didn't want that out there. Like she was really, I think, choosing to keep that private until the baby was born. And as we know, the baby was only born a few weeks later, so she was forced to tell it because someone was going to share that news. But remember, at the time, a source close to the situation told E that outside of co-parenting matters, the two have not spoken since December when it was revealed that Tristan fathered a child with Marilee Nichols. You know, craziness, craziness. That was a wild moment. I remember immediately, immediately becoming like, the most defensive person on the face of the planet. Like if anybody was trying to say to me about Chloe being like an idiot or like she's so dumb for going back to him. I'm like, are you like I I argued that point about or drove home that point about the surrogate being pregnant before the news of him expecting another baby broke in a way where like you would have thought I was being paid to do it. I was not letting I, any Chloe slander. Any. Well it was it was just so mean. Like, yes, obviously. Has her judgment been off in terms of trusting him numerous times? Absolutely. We all know this. But when it's announced to the world that she's expecting this baby, like the hatred that was spewing from people was like almost inhumane. It's like you can totally disagree with her dating choices while not making her feel like a joke of a person for choosing to have a, a baby with this guy. Like it was so – yeah, I, I I relate to what you're saying. I, I remember being saddened by that whole situation. Oh, yeah. Then, of course, July 16th, JLo and Ben get married in Vegas. They got a marriage license in Clark County, Nevada. It was taken out and processed on July 16th, and they were married on July 17th. The dress she wore was the Alexander McQueen dress that she wore in the movie poster for Jersey Girl, which she, of course, starred in with Ben in 2004. So a full circle moment 18 years later. Can you believe we had two major, major, major Vegas weddings this year? No. All, Courtney and Travis don't count. It doesn't count, but it was still like a moment. You know what I mean? Like there was still mm -hmm. a headline article that was Courtney and Travis get married in Vegas. And it would have counted if it was up to them. Yeah, I guess that's true. They would have gone through with it if it was feasible. Let's not forget though, two days later in July, Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy confirmed their split, which may seem like, why is that being included after they had only been dating for a year? It just felt like a really big deal because I think we all had this collective sense of this is it for Chelsea. Like I genuinely thought that was it. They were ending up together. This was the love of her life. And I mean, I still think they're very close, but it it was upsetting. This was my biggest heartbreak breakup of the year. This one really, she, you watched her like before your eyes transform and become this very open person who was like finally allowing this. And it was like, Chelsea is somebody where I feel like, you know, her personality so deeply and you know, the things that she's wanted for herself over the years. And 
this was something that she, I, she never said she didn't want. I think that she put out this persona where she was maybe a little too closed off for it to happen. And then it did happen in a very major way and in a way where she really let everybody in on. And for her to have, you know, of course, it was a very amicable and mutual breakup, but I don't know. I was very, very upset for it to go down. No, I feel the same way. I was shocked when that happened. I still think they're friends though. And I also wouldn't rule out a potential rekindling. Yeah, me either at all. Then rounding out July, Chloe and Tristan welcomed their son via surrogate on the 28th. Moving right into August, August 5th, Kim and Pete split. I should say the news of Kim and Pete's split broke, which was like both surprising, but also we had been hearing rumors of it for a little while. I was in Rhode Island when that happened. That I remember. I was like, I wasn't shocked that they broke up because I think that the entire time they were dating, we knew it was inevitable. I thought that we were months out from that. Yeah. I thought she had been putting in so much to it that they were going to ride it out for a little longer. Well, it's so funny because the entire time that they were dating, it was like every single time we spoke about them, it was always with like the little caveat of like, but this isn't her forever. But like, this is just fun for now. And then I finally got to a point where I was like, I think it was after the Met Gala probably, where I was like, holy shit, like, is this it? Or like, is is this going to last way, way longer than I thought? And so like when they did split, it was not the shock of the split. It was just the shock that I'd finally gotten to the point that I would be shocked about them splitting. Yes, which that in and of itself was a major shift worth recognizing. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. 
Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. August 20th, JLo and Ben have their more official wedding celebration in Georgia at Ben's 87-acre estate that he purchased for $7 million in 2003 when they were dating. And it was actually reported that he had bought that and they had intended to get married there the first time around. So just another note in the very full circle nature of their story. And then, you guys may have forgotten about this, August 29th, we did our Don't Worry Darling explainer episode after Shia LaBeouf post the video that Olivia Wilde had sent him where she says the infamous Miss Flo. What a fucking moment in time. I mean, this happened five days after Olivia's Variety article because she did this interview with Variety that was called Olivia's Wild Ride, directing Don't Worry Darling, making Harry Styles a movie star and being blown the fuck away by Florence Pugh. It was written by Elizabeth Wagmeister and In the article, she says that she fired Shia from Don't Worry Darling, and he then hit back basically with proof saying that's not how it went down. And he posts not only their email interactions, but also the video she sent him where, you know, she was kind of pleading with him to to stay in the role. So talk about a whirlwind and something that I would say really deeply impacted her credibility in the eyes of a lot of people, whether or not that ended up being the ultimate story. It was more so a major shift that I think happened in terms of the way that people were viewing it. It was also this really validating moment as the viewer, not because you wanted there to be something like this or not because you wanted Shia LaBeouf to have any gotcha moment over Olivia Wilde. Like I certainly did not want that in any way, shape or form. But the point of it that I felt, we felt validated because of was that For months and months, we had been watching the promo of Don't Worry Darling come out and the rollout of this movie. And everyone's like, something is not right here. Like we keep hearing whispers of drama behind the scenes. We obviously know about Harry and Olivia and their relationship and Florence Pugh not really posting the movie when, you know, it's very in her character to post about projects that she's working on. And so this whole time we're like, somebody tell us what's going on. And then finally you have this moment of like, okay, you guys aren't crazy. Like there is clearly so much drama confirmed going on behind the scenes here. Yeah. And also because in some ways, like that was a transparency that we had been looking for. Right. We end August with Leo and Camilla Marone splitting. They'd been dating since 2017. And then this of course leads to tips on Dumois saying that Leo and Gigi are dating, which those are still ongoing. So jury's out with exactly what the deal is on that. We then make our way into September where September 6th is the Venice Film Festival and the Don't Worry Darling red carpet moment where everything seemingly reaches ahead. Florence, you know, attends the red carpet and the movie premiere, but she doesn't do any press. Olivia and Harry have that very bizarre interaction, or I should say lack thereof, on the red carpet. You know, the cast is all together, yet you can tell there is very visible and palpable tension. That's, of course, when we get the Harry Chris Pine spit gate, like, That was, as someone who had been consuming the Don't Worry Darling drama for the entire year, to watch them all be forced to be together in the same room in public and have those interactions on display was fascinating. It was a defining moment of the year. The thought of Harry spitting on Chris Pine and it just 
being something that objectively didn't happen and us being so obsessed with the saga here that we've started like conducting these stories in our head and to the point where Chris Pine has to very seriously respond and say that Harry didn't spit on him. And Harry says in his concert, like jokingly, like, oh, you know, it's nice to be back in New York. I said, to jump over the pond to spit on Chris Pine. It was like, it was almost like we lost the original plot and somehow maybe made it better. Definitely made it better. We then make our way to September 19th when the Adam Levine scandal happened. Just a little refresher. Instagram model Sumner Stroh, 23 years old, posted a TikTok about how she had been having an affair with Adam prior to him and his wife, Beati, expecting their third child. She posts this TikTok basically saying the news is going to get out, so she wanted to get ahead of it. But the most viral moment from the TikTok is when she shares the DM from Adam on Instagram that said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. No. Like, I I don't even know what to say about that moment. That was hands down one of the craziest things that happened this entire year because it also was so clearly not fake. Like, that really did happen. Oh, my God. And then more came out, like, and everyone making fun of his sexting, like, and and how quickly, let's not forget how quickly the entire scandal disappeared because they both, Adam and his wife, acted like nothing was wrong, like nothing happened. This breaks. He DMs an Instagram model that he was having an affair with, that he wants to name his child with his wife after her. That gets out. The internet goes crazy. And the next day, they are walking around holding hands on the beach with their kids. No, I mean, to this day, still what I would do, not even for the footage, just for the audio of what was going on in that house. But again, and I remember I was talking about this on the episode at the time, like maybe they had an open relationship. Maybe We don't know what went on. The only thing I know for a fact in that entire situation that was certainly not kosher, even in her eyes, was the whole Instagram DM situation asking for permission to name the baby Sumner. Like that, I think, was just not chill regardless, but- who knows what their arrangement was? No, I know. I am so curious to see when they have the baby, what they name it. End of September, season two Kardashians premiere, which, I mean, one of the most intense episodes of reality television I think any of us had ever seen. We then make our way to October, where October 16th is the Haley and Selena picture together posted by Tyrell Hampton at the Academy Museum Gala in L.A., and it was taken about two weeks after Haley's Call Her Daddy episode, but that was a moment. I will never forget seeing that picture. I know we have a lot of moments this year that were very never forget moments, but they really, truly, deeply were. Like that Haley and Selena pick, no one could get over that. No. Talk about the real winner of this year. It's Tyrell Hampton. A hundred thousand and especially that picture coming out so soon after the caller daddy interview, like the timing, all of it, it was, it was just historic. The day after is when the Daily Mail drops their tell all with Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis's former nanny, which I can't even begin to get into. I mean, we did an entire episode breaking that down, but that was wild. I mean, the real winner of the year aside from Tyrell Hampton, is so clearly Nora Ephron and her salad recipe. <laughs> Grey Poupon then, won the year. 
And then Olivia posting that though, like that was the moment where we were like, oh, so you're kind of in on it. Well, I remember us breaking this down and saying like, okay, you release a statement saying none of it's true, but then you release an Instagram story saying that the salad dressing is real and here it is essentially alluding to that. And then here we are being like, okay, if none of it's real, but the salad dressing is real, does that mean that everything is then negated and it's all real? Like I remember saying never has a salad dressing blown the validity of a story so wide open because to me, (laughs) you post that salad dressing and everything else is up for question. Yep. Yep. And I don't know the thought process that was considered when doing it, but either way, I'm happy for it. Like maybe it potentially tarnished some of the credibility. I don't care. I'd rather have had the salad recipe being posted than not. A million times over. Towards the end of October, we have Giselle and Tom confirming their divorce after 13 years of marriage. We then move into November where Chris Evans is crowned the sexiest man alive by people on November 7th. And then right after that, it's revealed that he has been dating actress Alba Baptista. About a week later, Dumas makes the first post about Pete and Emrata, the DM that said, can't believe I'm saying this, Anon, please. Emrata and Pete Davidson on a date in Brooklyn together, holding hands and all. His hands were all over her and they're clearly, clearly hooking up. Let us not forget a few days after that, November 16th on his birthday, the paparazzi photos and videos where she's on the curb outside of her West Village apartment and he pulls up and he drives away and they're later seen in Brooklyn, like that whole saga, which we have deep dived extensively. And then November 18th, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde's split is announced. Wow. November was jam-packed. No, it was, which takes us into December, December 1st, the Good Morning America scandal with hosts Amy and TJ. I mean, I'm still so shook from it. That was my favorite moment of the year. It's not the one that I'll remember. It's not the one that will carry on where like year after year, I'll be like, oh, remember when that happened? It's something that will pop into your head occasionally and you'll go, wow, that was crazy at the time. Then- December 3rd, Kiki Palmer announces her pregnancy on SNL, iconic for so many reasons. The 11th is the White Lotus finale. The 17th is Mason's Bar Mitzvah. And also the 17th is when the Rihanna baby pictures were announced via Hollywood Unlocked. You know, we still have a couple of days left of the year. You think something's crazy going to happen? You know what, Em? There's always the possibility. Based on this year, of course something crazy is going to happen. Well, best case scenario would be it happening next week because we're off next week, so we'd be able to come into the new year with episode one being a lot of content. I couldn't hope for anything more. What a ride. This is so fun. I mean, I definitely speak for both of us when I say that multiple times throughout a week, we cannot believe that this is what we get to do as our career and have just been able to, you know, take this love and this enthusiasm, this excitement for pop culture and all things celebrity and turn it into something that we're able to do full time. And that is entirely and only possible because of you guys that are as interested as we are and enjoy it in the way that we do and somehow want to hear us talk about it. It is something that I think we still can't wrap our heads around, but we are overwhelmingly grateful for it. Not just you know, at the end of the year when we're reflecting. It's it's really a gratitude that exists within us on a daily basis. We, both of us and Isabel, all three of us have a deep appreciation for all of you and allowing us to do this. It's like seriously one of the greatest joys in our lives. And 
thanks for being on this ride. We love you guys and we can't wait for next year. Thank you.